<laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm Mary Upchurch, and I'm joined here by a very talented, funny man, Fred Witty. Hello, hello. It's Witty, right? Witty, yes. That's really good for a comic to have a name like Witty. It is, but a lot of times people will, like think it's a gimmick, and I'm like, if it's a gimmick, I wouldn't spell it in a way that people mispronounce it most often. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They always call me Wit or White. Or, white is not, I'm not necessarily, they're not wrong necessarily. <laughs> I am white, but that's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. It's better than Upchurch. Nah. <laughs> nah, I like Upchurch. Upchurch. Yeah. It's, it's growing on, you know, Whatever it is, people get used to it, and that's your name. Former Broncos name, Rick Upchurch. And yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Broncos fan. So people ask like me it. about that guy. Yeah. But is I don't know uncle? how. No. No? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe distant relative. I think um, I always do this. I always go on and on and on. I'm going to start over. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. No, you can. I just get self-conscious about it. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Thank Hi. you for coming out. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing well. You I'm doing really good. I'm a little hungover. Yeah. I was telling you we went downtown last night, got into some trouble, but hey, I'm here. Hey, you're not that much trouble then because you're, <laughs> you're not locked up. <laughs> exactly. So it's a good kind of trouble. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Because I don't, and for the people listening, like I don't know Fred very well, but I think he's kind of fascinating and I wanted to get to know more. So that's why I invited him here for Two Wings with Friends. Um, my name's Fred Whitty. <clears throat> I've been doing comedy for about six years. Um. I'm a simple dude. I'm complicated, but I'm simple for, you know, most everyday life things. I'm <laughs> pretty easygoing. Like, I don't, I keep to myself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a down-to-earth person, chill, hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. That's really cool. Um, and we had some wings today. We had some uh, honey barbecue. They were delicious. Did you like them? Yes, very much so. Oh, Especially but- with the ranch. You're a ranch guy. I'm a ranch guy. Okay, we'll get into your wing constitution here. So we had some um, honey barbecue from Buffalo Wild Wings. I also threw in some Chipotle barbecue, and I had some uh, Buffalo dry rub. How do you feel about them? They were a little dry. Dry rub? No. (laughs) I know, but they just seemed a little... Something was... Maybe... I did put them in the oven to keep them warm. Uh, That might have dried them out a little bit. Maybe, but... I don't know. I'm I'm usually not never blown away by Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, I had one of them. They were they were pretty good. You thought it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Okay. Well, then it was really good. Um, do you eat wings a lot? Or do you like wings? How oh, do you I feel love, about wings? I love wings. I I wouldn't say I eat them a lot. A lot. I mean, probably two or three times a month. Probably. Oh, okay. Least, yeah. What is your favorite like environment to eat wings in? Um, usually like watching like a UFC fight. Or a boxing match, mm. something like that. Is that your jam? Do you like um, UFC and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like football. Football's my creme de la creme as oh, far okay. as sports goes. I mean, the hierarchy of sports. But, um, yeah, UFC, boxing, all that stuff, yeah. Who is your, who's your football team? The Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. I went to Denver once. Just once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went for a wedding oh. this year. <laughs> Last year? This year, in oh. June. It was nice. I was supposed to take a date, and then he canceled on me, and I went by myself, which sometimes you're like, traveling by yourself, it's fun, but I, there was parts where like I could have had more fun if somebody was with me. Right, but if, if, if it's the right person. Exactly. And if he was going to bail on you, he was not the right person. Yeah, good point. Ugh. But it was nice to see my, it was my old roommate got married, so that was exciting. Cool. I bet you make friends everywhere you go. 
Uh, is that a fair assumption? I, w- I would say friends, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I get along with most everybody. Like, I'm doesn't matter who you are. Like, as long as you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. So if you went to Denver on your own, like, you could probably hang out and have fun and have people to talk to. I get that impression. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I do a lot of things alone. I'm just, yeah. I, I go to the river by myself. Oh, really? Yeah, I go tube in the river. It's that I did that once. By yourself? No. Oh. I would have died. I almost died with a bunch of people. I'm oh. I think I'm too afraid of dying, so that's why I don't have a good time. Oh. You got you had a life preserver, I know. No. See, Do you wear a life preserver? No, no, no. I'm saying I but float if, if, pretty good. <laughs> but if you're afraid of dying and drowning, like life preserver would be the one of the things. The you problem is is that every year somebody dies. And so, like right before or after we went, somebody had died. A lot of that is their own mistakes though yeah like, it's, yeah, it's, like they can't come back up because the the tubes are or tied they together have too, well too not necessarily that but they have too much to drink and they're just not in the right yeah or if it's their first time and they don't follow certain things but it's i mean think about how many people float down the river every that's year. true it's like plane you know yeah plane crashes and 100 people die but how many people actually make it make it every day uh, you know throughout the year that's a good way to look at it I get nervous. Yeah, you, there's accountability in it, like you know what I mean. So right. some some of the things like, like when people drown in the river, it usually has something to do with something that they did wrong. Yeah, yeah, I got you there. Not that it's not sad, and it's, you know, it's sad. <laughs> but. You're so nice. <laughs> no, that's cool though. You go to the you you go to the river by yourself. Yeah, I, I do a lot of things. About go to yeah. concerts. I go. I do uh, so I noticed that, and I wanted to talk about that. You okay? So I was saying I don't know you very well, but I think you're fascinating. I know you from Facebook, and I've just been fascinated with your posts for a while now. And one of them was you went to see Bob Dylan, and then you went to see him again the next day in Tucson. Yep. Tell me about that. You how you you like him or something? Uh, I love Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is like he. Shape my social consciousness. Oh. Yeah, he like, yeah, definitely. Like, he, he shaped the way I looked at the world. How do you look at the world? Um, I guess a little bit jaded, mm-hmm. a little bit like, okay. Um, just, I mean, like I, I believe in being a good person. I think a, a lot of through his lyrics, like a lot of times people, you know, if you if you listen or if you can listen to it, because <laughs> a lot of people have a problem with his voice and you know harmonica and I did too at the beginning. But once you start listening to what he's saying, it like it's almost like he lived my life before me and, oh, wow. and now sing songs about it. I think it's just weird. It's weird. Like people don't they if they don't everybody I think has somebody an artist or something that kind of feel like they feel like oh they're singing my song a connection right. like you have a spiritual connection right. sort of oh that is fascinating um do you generally like music from that era or is it just bob dylan oh no i i like music from all eras but bob dylan i actually got through bob dylan got into bob dylan through Jimi hendrix mm-hmm. and i was it was uh forrest gump in like 1994 i was like 14 and um all along the Watchtower came on, and I'm like, yeah. man, I heard it, and I was like, I need to find out who that is, and I, you know, doom, watched doom, the doom, end. Doom. Yeah, and I so I watched the credits at the end of the movie, like you had to back in the day, because there was no internet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jimi Hendrix. So I went and bought an album, and I listened to him. Like, the I ultimate love, experience. I, I, yeah, and I like, I love this guy. Like, I'm, yeah. I love. It. I'm like, okay, well, 
then I found out more. I found out about him. I found out he was a huge Bob Dylan fan and that the song that got me into him was Bob Dylan's song that he covered. So I was like, what song was that? How Long the Watchtower. Oh, oh, that was, oh, oh, it was. Yeah. It's yeah. A Bob Dylan song. So I was like, okay, well, let me find out about this Bob Dylan guy. Yeah. And I bought, like, they had, the, they're called Digipacks. So There's like three albums and like one, like some low fee. Yeah. So I bought like two Digipacks. It's like six albums. And I tried to listen to one and I was like, mm, nah, I can't understand what he's saying. It, the, the harmonica, his voice is too rough and the harmonica is too shrill. Like the pitch is like real too high. So I put it down for like six months. And then I heard uh, Tangled Up in Blue and I listened to what he was saying. I'm like, oh, wow. Like it just completely changed my perspective of him. Oh, neat. Do you know how I got into, I'd say Jimi Hendrix and, and why I like that song is... Um, and I've said this before on other podcasts, but um, my dad was in Vietnam. So I guess I grew up, I learned about all that music just sitting in his truck and hit the music that he played. Right. And that one um, was, that my dad will say, you know, that's one of my Vietnam songs. And it's just, to me, like, so deep, mm. you know? Yeah, it really um, is. And then, but yeah, like when my dad hears that, doom, 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 it's like, he kind of gets, I mean, he actually gets really motivated. Um, it, he doesn't like have the stare. Right, right. <laughs> he doesn't go to a dark place. Right, right. But he kind of gets like fired up, you know? And um, there's a couple songs like that that I'm like, oh, yeah. That is a good album. Um, I, I graduated high school in 96. And probably two, a couple years prior to that, there was a big uh, reprise of like classic rock. And I think that's when I discovered some of that. I don't, um, no, yeah, you're really making me like, like kind of throw back in here, right? It's really nice. Um, did you ever get into the doors? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, like I said, I, there's no real, I, I'm all over with music. Like, yeah. I, I like, I'm a lyrical person, so I'm more what you're saying as opposed to what it sounds mm -hmm. like. And that's why I can't, or a lot of the music today, I can't really, especially like, I just can't get it. Like it's your, it's superficial stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't, I can't. You're right. It is. Who are some of the, your other like musical influences? Um, Waylon Jennings. Love? Yeah. Uh, Erica Badu. You love Erica Badu. Uh, I love her. Once she, once she, once she files that restraining order, I'm going to ah, feel real you... good. Cause then she acknowledges my existence. <laughs> you know? Wait, have you ever met her? No. No, no. Have I've been, you tried to meet her? I, I shook her hand at a, at a show, uh -huh. but it wasn't like a meet and greet. It was like she was coming off stage, and I was in the front row, and she when she walked off, she grabbed my hand. <gasps> I mean, I, I probably reached it out, and she didn't just grab it, you know, on her own accord, but I mean, I kind of made her. <laughs> you pulled her. Yeah, but... Um, she's a date. She's a small woman, like, yeah. right? She's really thin, and like, well, uh, you could probably carry she, her away. Yeah, she... Mm, she's filled out? Yeah, but... Mm, uh -oh. mm, mm, mm. <laughs> No, yeah, she, and you can't see Fred's face, but his <laughs> eyes got really big. Like, oh, um, she's got a she's got a dumper. Oh, <laughs> oh, I guess I haven't noticed. Yeah, you've noticed. Yeah, definitely. I really love. I shouldn't have put that tic tac in my mouth. Um, but I really liked Baduism, and that um that reminds me of like kind of maybe my first somewhere in my first couple years of college. Um, I had that album, and I really liked it. See you next lifetime. No hard feelings. We'll be butterflies. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that was, now. That was, that was beautiful. That was angelic almost. <laughs> if I sing it late enough, <laughs> if I use my true voice, then it's like, ah! 
Agony. That also had You Better Call Tyrone, which yeah. is like the, one of the best songs ever. That was on her first on her live album. That, but it was, it was a live album of basically Badu. You know what I had? That's what I had. Wait, maybe I had both. I'm going to well, go check. But the live album had all the songs from Baduism yeah. on it, and it was just a live album. But yeah, Tyrone was on that album. I remember the, you know, the crowd like mm-hmm. cheering at the end, which is yeah. like, but you can't use my phone. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love, so such a diverse and eclectic mix, which I think is another thing that I think is really fascinating. Um, where does that come from? Is it, I mean, how'd you get this way? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really honestly, I, like people... Um, because I, you know, like I, I like Waylon Jennings, which is like old school country. Yeah. Like people, I grew up on that. That's yeah. what my, that's how my, what I listened to growing up. I didn't really have a choice in you know the radio when I was younger, as far as when we were on car rides and stuff. But so I, I grew up with that, and I love that. But again, it's, it's, I don't know. Like I grew when I Badu, and it kind of like I've always liked rap. I've always yeah. liked, and it's always, I mean, Tool. Tool is like a little bit. Out there is different than, you know, even... I like people that are... Like, people have a hard time finding a connection between my musical influences as far as, like, Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan are completely different as music styles. Mm-hmm. Waylon is different than Bob, and Waylon is different than Jimmy, and Eric is different than all of them, but they all do their own thing, and that's what kind of... The art. They do it their own way, and it's that's what I love about them. Yeah. I mean, it, actually, now that now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to put you in a box, and you don't fit in a box. Um, yeah. um, so I'm not, I mean, I'm not really trying to put you in a no, box, but I'm, that's what I'm like, what, you know? Please, is the door unlocked? No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> you didn't put me in a box. <laughs> I lured you yeah, to Gilbert. Right, right. How's- it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> Uh, the day I could subdue you <laughs> and like that would be I don't know what's what in these of, wings yeah what's in these wings <laughs> in this sauce oh my gosh you figured it out yeah. um, <laughs> fantastic good stuff I think that's so fascinating and I'm loving hearing these things um, when uh, talking about wings uh, just a little bit more I don't even know what I'm saying what's the perfect number of wings for you I guess it varies. I mean, depending on how hungry I am. But um, I know one time I sat at uh, Hooters to watch a UFC fight, and I ordered 24 wings. And, that, you know, over the course of the fight, I was like, okay. And I ate my 24 wings. And a friend of mine's like, hey, can you bring me some wings at, when you come home? I'm like, yeah, okay. And I ordered 12 more wings. <laughs> and I ate 12 more wings. <laughs> So I ordered 46, 48 wings. Holy shit. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Did you bring your friend any? Yeah, that's after I oh. ate the order that I ordered for them before I left. Yeah. I feel like that's hard to do at Hooters because they bred theirs. Yes. Do you like Hooters wings? Uh, you know, I, I did, and then I didn't, and then I did again, and now I don't again. <laughs> like, okay. I, I like I like their their flavors. As far as like the you know the sauces that they have, what do they have? I know they like, have buffaloes. And they got, um, I think it's chipotle honey is one of their, oh, their that's, ones. Oh, that's why I couldn't find the chipotle I, honey. But when I first liked Hooters wings, they were like real meaty, mm-hmm. and then they kind of got small, and then they got big again. And I was like, okay, because I there's a Hooters downtown. And I work downtown, so I would go down there for lunch, and they would have them like you know the all you can eat Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. The last two times, I was like, mm-mm. Nope, they did. They I don't know if they changed the you know 
the place where they got their chicken from. Yeah. But they're small again. At least the ones I I won't say all hooters. Sure. But the the one that I usually go to. For me, it's like I like it until I eat it, and then I eat it, and I feel like shit. I'm like, okay, I don't it. I don't need those for a while. But now I'm thinking about Hooters wings. I'm like, I haven't been in a long time. I used to always say like I like going Hooters because it's a good place to meet guys. <laughs> Not the guys you want to meet. That's true. No. <laughs> no. So that's the wrong pool. That pool's been pissed in. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's a desperate joke. All my jokes are like that. Like, ooh, everybody else. No. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to do a hoot. I'm sorry I, I couldn't find the honey. No, no, no. Like- These were exquisite. Exquisite. I think I'm going to do a Hooters episode soon. I just, just not yet. But Hooters of West Covina follows Wings with Friends. Is that right? Yeah, so I was kind of excited about West that. West Covina is in California? Yeah. Okay. I think it's because I hashtag, right, right. you know, Wings or whatever. Um, that's fantastic. Do you do, are you a ranch or a blue cheese person? I'm a ranch guy. Blue cheese, I, I, I don't understand people that like blue cheese. No? I, at all. Like I'm, Well, I mean, I understand them, but I don't understand their love of blue cheese. I'm like... It's malt. Yeah. Or, it's like like blue and cheese. Like, who eats blue cheese? Who eats blue anything? Would you put blue cheese, like, just if it was blue cheese, like sliced cheese on a sandwich? Probably not. No, but it's really good on, like, a board. So what's the so- what's the actual sauce that the blue crumple cheese is in? You know, it seems like it's a ranch Almost in a like way. Almost like a ranch, yeah. But then it's got blue cheese in there. I never thought about that. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I can never... It's acquired. I think as I've gotten older, I really like blue cheese. Um, I like the combination of um, that with the spicy, like a buffalo. Yeah. It's a good combination. I've I've tried it, but I've never liked it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Do you prefer the drummies or the flats? I'm a drummy guy just because it it feels like less work for more meat, you know? Yeah. It was a lot of work. I saw you breaking breaking the bones. Yeah, no. I gotta do all this work. Yeah, the, when you when you get the wing and you you take all the like outside and then you have that little last little strip of chicken in the middle is like easier. <laughs> like that's a lot of work for a little bit of chicken. <laughs> do you ever do boneless? Uh, n- not as an adult. Like, <laughs> like I feel, I feel like you're grown. Like you can, no nah, bone boneless feels like it's it's cheap chicken. Yeah, I get that a lot on this podcast. They're like, never boneless, yeah, you know? No, sure. I did have one girl who's boneless. She said she couldn't eat them because, like, she was eating wings once and she saw the quill from the chicken. And that turned her off and she was like, I can't eat wings ever again. Ever. But then another comic told me, that's good. That means your chicken hasn't it's, been overprocessed. Right. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't want to see it. There was, like, hair stick or, like... Like, the piece where the like feather yeah like they plucked the feather but that piece maybe the the quill was still there i don't want to see that yeah no i'm not i used to not be good with meat on a bone for a very long time so yeah no Mm. what's the most amount of wings you've ever eaten probably that 36 that one time it's a lot yeah that was at hooters yeah i was i was a very fat kid that day (laughs) um very cool so you're a comedian yeah right um how long have you been doing comedy Uh, almost six years that's a long time. Yeah. How'd you get how'd you get started? Um, I had some I've always been like the funny friend. I was a class clown. Everybody always, you know, like, oh you need to be a comedian, you need to be a comedian. I'm like, I'm not really funny like that. Like I'm funny in the moment and I'm funny and I can say funny things, but I'm the, I don't really tell jokes. And then I had some friends over. It was like two or like a month, month and a half before my thirty third birthday. And 
I have four or five friends over, and we're all sitting there drinking. They're like, you need, to, you need to be a comedian. You need to get on stage. And I'm like, nah. They're like, okay, well, we're going to make you a bet that if you don't get on stage by your birthday, you have to buy us all a bottle of our choice. And then they started rattling off these bottles that are like, you know, 50 and 60 $70 bottles. And I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. Like, I'm not, I can't pay that. You're like, how does this work yeah. for me? Yeah, right. How is this beneficial for me? And so, like I said, it was like a month and a half, two months prior to my birthday. And then I, it was getting close to my birthday. And I started looking around for like open mics. And I found an open mic. It was at Stand Up Scottsdale. It's no longer there. But, um, and it was on a Wednesday. So I'm like, okay, it's actually on my birthday. I meet the deadline. I'm, I'm, I'm good with the, with the bet. So I started telling everybody, I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this day. Um, it's free to get in if you say my name at the door. Come out. So I get there, and I go to sign up, and I'm, they're like, what's your name? I said, Fred Witty. And he's like, or I said, Fred. And he goes, Witty. And I'm like, how did you know that? And he said, well, there's like 70 people here for you. Oh, shit. And yeah, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all said they're my name at the door, but it was free to get in anyway. So it was just like kind of like a, <laughs> it was, I guess, a, mar- a, a, mar- a marketing thing. But um, so, so yeah, and then I, I, that's how it happened. That's the beginning. How did you do? Oh well, with that many friends and family in the audience, you're gonna have to do well. But uh, or you should do well. If you don't do well with that many yeah. friends in, in a small venue, like. Mm. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you probably should pick something else to do. Um, so I was like, I came back after that. I was like, probably overconfident. I was okay. like, okay, I'm going to do this again. And so the next week I signed up. I went because I was overconfident. I had a little too much to drink prior to getting up on stage. And I completely, and I didn't have no friends or family because I didn't want it to feel like it was that yeah. was what it was about bomb like that was the worst oh. that was the worst feeling or worst show I ever did like I left that night and I was like I don't want to do this no more like I that that hurt that yeah. hurt my feelings <laughs> hurt, my hurt my soul yeah <laughs> it was deep so but then I, I mean I had a, a friend Mike Dapper who he was involved in doing you know getting involved in doing comedy as well he he started prior to me but um me and him ran around doing all kinds of open mics and stuff so we started, we kept doing it, and that's, yeah, that's how it started. That's so good. Yeah, it was fun. It's I mean, fun. I love it. Yeah? I mean, you wouldn't be doing it for six years no, if you didn't love yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's what I want to do with my life. Yeah? That's exciting. Um, and probably bombing was probably, it's good that happened, because you can't be, just to balance things out, right? Right. right. No, I, and I've, not, not to say that I haven't had bad shows necessarily since sure. then. You know, you know, some barroom shows or, or hard shows, like, but it's, yeah, that for that that second show, I was like, uh, that had me seriously questioned. If I, <laughs> like, I almost wanted to cry. Like, I was like, this is, no, mm-mm, this is not, mm-mm. That's why sometimes if I have a really good show, I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Because if I say that about the bad shows, I have to say it about the good shows too. I don't even know if that makes sense, but like well, to balance got, it. You got to take the good with the bad. Like the reality is like, in, in, in anything in life, whether it's comedy, whether it's whatever, it's like if you're uh, trying to attain a goal or you're trying to achieve something, you got to take the good experiences with the bad experiences because it's going to take all those experiences to get where you want to go. Yeah. So, like, it, it's a, it's like 
the bad shows are you learn more from them than you do from the good shows really mm-hmm. like it's like okay what could i have done better that even the good shows are like you leave there going i i didn't do this joke or i should have done this joke or i didn't say it the way that i wanted to say it so that they're all life hands out lumps and lessons the best people take their lumps and turn them into lessons and then it's all lessons so wise what's been your favorite moment like in comedy best opportunity or just like your favorite moment where you're like yeah um probably opening for phase on love at the herberger theater cool yeah, oh my that, gosh how'd that, that happen that was early in that was like a year and a half into doing comedy um i had done a show at stand i think it might have been even a, a new faces show at at tempe improv and i did that show and i i did well and you know those shows you only get five minutes so it's not like you can do a whole lot but um so when I was out in the lobby, this lady come up to me and she's like, oh, we're going to have a show with Faze on Love. You know who he is. I'm like, yeah, it's Big Worm from Friday. Like, who doesn't know Faze on Love is? She goes, well, we would like you to do the show. Would you be interested? Oh, I'm my like, gosh. I'm like, yeah. Duh. Yeah. And like, because I was so still, still so new to doing it, um, I was, you know, really excited, but really nervous because I had never done the Herberger Theater holds like 900 people. Yeah. And so they sold out that night. And so the greatest feeling that I ever had was like coming off stage that night. I couldn't see anything beyond like the second and third rows because the spotlight's so Yeah. Bright. But they're like, oh, did you guys stand an ovation. Are you kidding? I was like, yeah, right. It was probably my friends and family. Like, unless you brought 80% of the crowd, like it wasn't just your friends and family. But I couldn't see it, and so I couldn't appreciate it. That's like my first hit of crack. You know, like people say they hit crack for the first time, and they're always chasing that dragon. Oh, yeah, that's, crack or heroin. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the feeling that I'm always chasing now with comedy. Like, that's, like it felt so good to leave stage that night. And, and even though I didn't see it, like I felt the energy of it, you know, and it was, that's the greatest feeling. Yeah, a big theater show like that. I mean, that's fantastic. I'm, I've never had anything even remotely i mean i've had good shows since then and a lot smaller venues but something in that size of venue like i've never done a show in that that is like a best moment this is a little too personal but did they was that a pay did they pay you for oh, that yeah, yeah and what a cool opportunity for somebody like a year and a half in like that just doesn't yeah. happen to, to make a hundred bucks in seven minutes i was like shit if i can just do this <laughs> Like, give me 14 minutes. <laughs> and that's how people, like, grab you and say, let's go on the road. Like, I want you to open for me everywhere. Unfortunately, that night, um, I was the second one on stage that night. So, like, the big name, you know, Faison wasn't even there yet. So, he didn't even see. Oh, or, you didn't? No. Did you didn't get to talk to him or anything? No, I talked to oh. him, you know, took a picture with him. But he was more, you know, he's a, he's a who am I? Like, he ain't yeah. gonna, that's okay. That's really cool. You know what? One thing I, I really heard in there, and I feel like people need to hear this, is you got that opportunity because you did a new Faces show. Yeah. And somebody saw you, and then they want you for that show. Actually, I've, I've gotten... I've, I haven't done a new Faces in a while, but there, there's there been a couple new Faces. I've done new Faces probably, I, I would guess, 10 times maybe. And there's been a couple opportunities that have arisen from those. Yeah. Like I've done... Shows that, I mean, it may have been like a little bar, but I got paid to do yeah. it. And that's, I'll take it. You yeah. Know? It's kind of cool when you can get paid for something that you would want do for do, free. Right, exactly. Too. Yeah, you're like, I just want to do this. Um, and I would do it for free, but I'm not going to tell you that right. if you're offering to pay right. me. Exactly. 
Um, that is really cool. I like that. Excuse me. But I think some people are just so like, oh, I'm too good or I'm too seasoned to do a new faces show or I'm too good for this. And it's like, just do it. Like, do everything. You never know what, come, what comes with things. Like, you don't know who's in the audience. You don't know what, why they're there. You don't know who yeah. they're there to see. And the way I figure, like, I haven't done new faces in a while, like I said, but, um, like, you don't have to make fans of your friends and family. You can make fans of people that come to see somebody else. That's the goal, goal that's the cool, right? That, that's the coolest thing because it's your friends and family aren't going to be the ones that make you, make you in, in comedy. It's going to be strangers. It's yeah. going to be people that see you, that don't know you, that, you know, your, your friends and family, they'll come to shows and whatnot and everything, but at the end of the day, like, how many people in the audience of... I'm not even saying, let's let's say someone lower than Kevin Hart because he's, you know, in front of thousands of people every night. But someone on a lower tier, yeah. how many people in the do they know in the audience? Right. A fraction. Like, yeah. and, and it's not, th- those people aren't the ones, your fans and family aren't the ones paying to see you. So. Yeah. I really love that level of comedian to where you're like, oh, Sarah Tiana's in town. Or, you know, the, the ones that are like, they're professional. Uh, they're they're professional comedians. They're busy. They're touring. They're not like superstars. Super, yeah. Well, and that's normal. That's right. like a normal. Um, but there's people like that. Me and you have never even heard of that are making a, a nice living, traveling the country, making their money, doing what they love to do, mm-hmm. and, and like we've never heard of them. Like it's right. it's and that's. Like, I, when I say, like, I want to be successful, I don't need to be Kevin Hart successful. Sure. Like, I don't need to be on that level. There's only a few people, a number of people that ever get to that level. But all the people below him, there's people that travel all over the country every day. Yeah. That are making $100,000 a year. Yeah. Doing comedy. Yeah. You're like, hey. I could do that. <laughs> Please let me do that. Let me do that. You know, I've noticed that when I, um, I travel to St. Louis a little bit for work and then I, when I was in uh, like Salt Lake city and it's like the same type of clubs, like I would see the same poster. Like I, I mentioned Sarah Tiana, she's one of my favorites, but I saw her poster in St. Louis. Then I saw her poster in Salt Lake city. I see her, she's going to be, you know, house of comedy. And it's like, Oh, like I'm kind of getting an idea of the circuit, mm-hmm. I guess. So it's like, why not just do it now? I think one of the biggest, like, Roadblocks is my day job. So how do you do Same that? Um, it was like when I first started, like I, like the first probably year and a half of doing comedy, like I was at every single open mic throughout the week. And I worked Monday through Friday, eight to five. So the staying out till 11, 12, one o'clock in the morning, getting up to go to work, it was a grind. It's a grind. Like, you know, it's cliche to say, but it is a grind. Yeah. It, it takes a lot. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way. Like sometimes I'll be sitting at my day job, and I don't hate my day job. I, I, you know, I like it. It pays my bills, most for the most part. But like I sit there and I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm wasting my life. Like I, I like my job. Like I don't, I don't hate going every day. But I'm sitting there. I know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Oh man. Th- that's the scary part is knowing now. Now that yeah. light has been turned on, you can't turn it off. Yeah. Um, what it, do you have a process for like, how do you create new stuff or do you, that's one thing I'm struggling with. So I just wanted to pick your brain. Like as far as like jokes wise, mm-hmm. like m- most of my jokes 
are things that I've actually said, you know what I mean? Like in real life, like, and I just mm-hmm. kind of frame it in a way that it can be told from the stage. Like some of the stuff I say, it's like stuff I've said. And sometimes it's um, embellished and the story is a little bit changed, but mm-hmm. it's an actual thing that I say in real life. So I just kind of, when, when I can make people laugh, I'm like, okay, like I haven't told this joke yet, but like people ask like, why don't you mess with, well, never mind. No, tell me. Come on. I want to. Uh, let's talk about this. <laughs> like, they're like, well, why don't you? Why don't you date white women? Why don't you like white women? I'm like, it's not that I don't, don't like them. They're like, well, why don't you date them? I said, um, for two reasons: their voting record <laughs> and pink nipples. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. <laughs> those are two reasons I don't fuck with white women. So, like, that will be a stage it'll joke be, Yeah, soon. it'll be a joke. Yeah, I just, I just haven't Let's talk about that a little bit. Because I think when, if you, like, from what I do know about you, when I think about Fred, I'm like, Fred, you love black women. Love them. Where, where, when did your first, um, I don't know how to say it, like, your first affinity to black women happen? Like, was there a um, particular woman or, like? The first girl I ever had a crush on was a black girl in fourth grade. So it's always been, and and people are like, oh, you know, they they associate the, they they make it geared around sex. And I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about sex. I was just attracted to this girl. Like it wasn't even a, and I don't know. It's just phys, the I'm just physically. I don't know if it's there. It's your type, right? It's my type. It's just something about. Um, it's like a. Like an undercurrent of, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I don't know how to. I'm loving watching you struggle to, with this. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to describe. It's like I, I feel just their spirit, basically. Like oh. They're, they're, yeah, I guess for lack of a better word, the spirit. Do like, black women like you? Um, not all of them. <laughs> some, some of them, I do all right for myself, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Um, I, I have another, <laughs> I have another joke about that, but. You're so uncomfortable. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have a few jokes about that, but um, yeah, no, some some do. They, they're. I mean, it's, but it's with everything, really. Like, if I like white women, not all white women would like me. Sure, 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 sure. That's interesting. I'll tell you what. I love black women, not in the same way you do, right. not sexually, but my um, my affection or whatever for black women. Um, they've always been my friends, and growing up, I'm half Mexican, half white. So I always felt like I was not white enough for the white kids and not Mexican enough for the Mexicans. And my friends were always like the black girls or even like other mixed kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, cause I was thinking about this because I was thinking, you know, about our podcast and I was like, Oh, like growing up, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, those were always my friends. And, um, I think that's where my, like, I love black women. They're great. And we, we <laughs> I think they're, I think they're misunderstood on a, on a, they, you know, the, misconception of angry black woman I'm like you gotta think of the social totem pole like you know in in the world like in well at least in this country like they deal with a lot of shit that people a lot of people don't even can't ever fathom because they don't walk in those shoes but yeah yeah they're they're misunderstood they're the most misunderstood beings on in this country wow um very good thank you for sharing that with me um So with that being said, and you said you have some jokes around, you know, around that, but you kind of get categorized as like an urban comic. Would you call yourself an urban comic? I, w- I wouldn't. 
I, I, I would say I get urban acceptance, but I don't think I'm an urban comic mm-hmm. necessarily because, I mean, there are a section of my jokes that, you know, if that's all the only jokes I told, then, okay, yeah, I may be an urban comic, but I have more jokes than that, but because that's what, that's the section of jokes and because of my quote-unquote persona and, like, you know, people think me of, of me of, and they pigeonhole me as a certain way, that's what they remember me for, but... I wouldn't say I'm an urban comic necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I could do well in urban rooms yeah. for sure, but um yeah, that is interesting. I I've gotten I feel lucky enough to have done a couple of urban shows or I guess I'd call them urban shows. Right. I don't know what you, you know. Right. Um but fun shows. Super fun. And packed houses. I did one at the Tempe Improv like packed. And then everybody's hugging me after. Do people hug you after your shows? Uh Okay, it's yeah, just me. Some, some it's people, just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you're, you're, you're huggable. Did, I, people think I'm intimidating for some reason. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the ball hitting you beard look pretty and the tattoos. Scary. Yeah, see, I'm not like you know I'm, I'm super nice though. Like, don't don't let. Well, I think um, I, I don't know, Fred. Maybe it's the way you look. <laughs> maybe. No, actually, people do hug me. A lot of the women hug me after a show, and I love it. It just makes me feel like you know what? They feel connected to me, and um, you know that's great. Um. I was intimidated by you, mostly because you did not accept my friend request. How did I know this was going to be brought up? <laughs> Let's see. We talked a, about a this at Big Time. A long time ago, I sent Brett a friend request because we had a lot of friends in common, and he did not accept them. So please explain yourself, sir. <laughs> it wasn't personal. Like, I, I told you this before. It wasn't personal. <laughs> like, I was just, I hadn't met you. In person yet at that point? So you admit that you did not no, accept no, 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 my no, no, friend no, no, request? No, 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 I'm saying if 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 I ignored your friend request and didn't accept it, I'm trying to rationalize why I would not have accepted it. Is all I'm saying. I I don't really remember to be honest. I don't remember. You oh. said I left you in purgatory in like friend request purgatory for like a year, and I don't May- remember. I don't. I might have lied okay. about that part. Okay. I don't remember. And then I did see you. I, I meet you in real life. At Big Fine. No, no. Before that, at probably that um, that one show at the Tempe Improv. And then I friended okay. you again, which I okay. don't normally friend people a second time. Okay. But I was like, um, dude, we're supposed to be friends. And, and here we are. Yeah. I'm really sad that this does not mean as much to you as it has meant I to me. Uh, had I known. <laughs> and had then I saw you at Big Pine. Right. And I was drunk. And I was too. Right, okay. Yeah, we were in the um, lobby at um, Big Best in Western. In the hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah. um, you know who was there? Um, Corey Rodriguez. At, in the lobby or at Big Pine? Yeah, he was in the lobby. And he was sitting on a chair. And then he was very friendly. And then some other L.A. comics. And then... Um, I was in my outfit from the yeah, lip sync yeah, battle. Yeah, I, I synced it. <laughs> I was trying to like, yeah. hey, everybody, look at me, my spandex. <laughs> yeah, your headband on and everything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but then I was like, I got to go. Um, that was fun. Did you have fun at Big Pine? Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. It was my first time up there, and I can't wait till next year. Like, it was a lot of fun. I... I didn't go the year before because I, I didn't get accepted. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, that's a long way to drive to just. But last year I didn't even apply. And I just went up there on a whim, kind of rode up with. And I was like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Even if you're not on shows, it's it's fun to mingle and it's fun to 
just hang out with people. Yeah, Big Pine will give any Phoenix comedian a free pass for all the shows. And then it's just, it's all your friends are there, so you might as well go. And then you meet people. You met some cool people there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, lot of cool people. Yeah, just hung out, um, drank. <laughs> I, I didn't, I only stayed for one day. I I went and left the next morning, but um, it was a lot of fun. I can, I really like it. Whether or not I get accepted this next yeah. year, I'm going anyway. Yeah, that's the right attitude to yeah. have. Um, I and I think I might do that. I I can't I can't seem to get accepted to festivals out of state now because it's like here they know you. Maybe there's I don't know. There right. might be a little bit of help there. Chance, right. Yeah, but I feel like some of these out of state ones not so much. So I think that might be a good strategy. Is like you know I'm gonna go check it out. All right. Well, and, and, and a lot of them, they, you know, they charge money and. Not everybody has money to spend, like, on, on a hope, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I could spend $50 to try to enter this festival, but yeah, I got bills to pay. Like, if I don't get accepted, it's, it's one thing if you do get accepted and you're like, okay, well, the opportunities are, you know, limitless, really. Yeah. But then if you don't get accepted, you're like, okay, I'm now I'm out 50 bucks for nothing. Yeah. Um, I am grateful, though, like, Big Pine and Bird City, they'll do, like, $5 um, Fridays, yeah. um, like, on certain dates, so you keep an eye out for that, but you're right, it can be a lot, and then even going just to support it and not be in it is right. a lot, but then when you go home, you're like, okay, I'm glad I did yeah. that, something I, good I came of it. Definitely with, with Big Pine, I was, I was, I was very impressed with yeah. how, how, just how all it was run and like the multiple just i mean it was just cool just walking the streets and and you going know from people. one place you're right and just running into people that you know and you're like hey where are you going oh i'm going this way i'm yeah. like okay well, i'm going this way maybe we'll you know run into each other and it was it was a good time though really hanging out with people who have netflix specials right. and like and and like hundreds of thousands of followers right. and i had um a couple of people on my live show and i was like i never would have gotten these guys so it is really neat yeah, it's, it's super cool i like that about just comedy in general just the community when it's good or when you're putting good things in i think you get good things out oh, yeah for sure it's i mean that's with anything in life like whether mm-hmm. it's comedy what you you put the effort in it, you know it it not always happen on your timeline and it might not always happen in, in the way that you want it to work, but you keep at it, things will, things good things happen. Yeah, I like that. Um, you have a shirt that I've seen you in a couple times in pictures that says, hip-hop is bigger than the government. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, that's actually Erica Badu lyric from one of her songs. Oh, it is? Yeah. I, I, got a, I got that at her concert in Vegas. But um, I think we're going to have to hashtag her in yeah, this so that yeah. maybe she'll notice. Yeah, well... <laughs> I've I've hashtagged her in like all kinds of Instagram <laughs> posts, and yeah, no, nothing yet. I'm still waiting on that. He's like that. blushing. <laughs> I'm still waiting to be served with that restraining order. Well, you you're a nice person. I don't think you have bad intentions. No, not at all. No. So I, she shouldn't I be worried. I just want to have a baby with her. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's Is it. Is that hard? <laughs> I mean, I'll be daddy number four. I don't care. Oh shit. <laughs> I have a baby. Yeah. You just want her to have your baby. Yes. Like, you, can, <laughs> you can change my life. Common got better. Andre 3000 got better. Like, they're cooler now. Oh, they um they had babies with her? No, not Common. But no, Andre 3000. Andre, yeah. Isn't that what I'm sorry Miss Jackson is about? No, I don't think so. I think it is. I don't think so. I think... I th- uh, not, not to disparage Miss Badu in any way, but I think... She's the reason probably the most of the relationship she's in hasn't worked out. Uh, is she drama? Because no, no, I don't see drama necessarily. She's just 
different. Like Bold? She, yeah, she's she's very strong and she's yeah. very... Well, that's hard. You know what? I can see that. And I've been thinking about that lately. And I know I'm not Erica Badu, but it's hard. It's hard when you're like strong, opinionated, bold, independent, and guys can't handle that. Right. They're not. They're not strong enough. Well, so I, 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 let me let me reframe that. It's not her fault. Yeah. It's that the people that she's been involved with yeah. weren't strong enough to handle that kind of personality. I feel like, and this might not be fair for me to unload on you right now, but I'm kidding. I feel like guys just want like a, a beautiful, quiet woman to have their kids take care of them and raise their families. You disagree? Uh, I, I can't speak for all guys. I can speak for me. I, the thing that attracts me to Erica Badu is that she is so she's strong and yeah. black women in general. I think black women are strong. Like they're, they're strong willed. They're strong. They're opinionated and they're, and I love that. Like I yeah. love women that are not afraid to speak their mind. I love. And so I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. That doesn't I think you attract might be the me. Exception. Yeah. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't attract me. Like I don't, yeah. like if you have a, you have something to say, say it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to support you. Yeah. I'm okay. Get uh, out there and be crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Um, and I think you might be one of the except. That's just a thought I've been having lately because I'm like, what the hell? It's the, it's the pool that you're picking from. The, the ones at Hooters. <laughs> the one that's pissed <laughs> When I think of like the Hooters pool, I think of like the quintessential construction worker and oh, like yeah. they've got like, and that's, I don't know if that's right or wrong. And they've got like a tool belt. <laughs> Who's at Hooters? Cause I don't go. Uh, uh, well, I used to go at lunchtime when I liked their wings, but, um, and I wear just like a, you know, button up shirt. Sure. So it's not like, um, digging holes and doing manual labor and laying foundations for, you know, houses and stuff, but, um, no, I don't, I don't, as far as at Hooters, I guess it varies. It depends on the time of the day too. Oh, I see. Cool. Cause you made the joke that I'm pulling from the, uh, the wrong pool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you say you got, well, what time of the day are you going? I don't go there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then. I guess it's, if I'm trying to date anybody who's hanging out at Hooters. It's probably not yeah. the best Exactly, and I don't. And I, I'm not saying that every guy that goes to Hooters is not a good guy. I'm saying that if you were to take every guy that's in the Hooters right now across <laughs> America, there's probably six good guys in that group. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I like that. Um, that is funny. Anything else that we don't know about you that we should know about Fred Witty? Um, I don't... Any, uh, that's, that's a broad brush. I don't... I'm a lot. I'm... There's a lot to know. That's not like, I'm not. What was that? I don't know. Rattlesnake? No. I'm just kidding. It wasn't a rattlesnake. Um, I don't, I, there's, I mean, there's a lot to know. Like, yeah, I'm an open book. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just like, I'm, like I said, I'm not really one to like talk about, unless somebody asks me a specific right. question, I can answer this. Mm. But to say, oh, what, what about you? And I'm like, hmm, uh, a lot, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> I work. Yeah. I tell jokes. I pay my bills. I love my dog. Oh, tell me about your dog. Um, I have a Rottweiler. I love him. He's a monster. Not monster in, in the, his personality. He's a monster in his size, so people are intimidated by him. But right. I bet, between the two of you, I bet people probably walk on the other side of the street. Yeah, but it's, yeah. And I don't mean to pigeonhole yeah, you. Like, no, I know. No, no, and I, yeah, no, they do, but. 
once they it's but him same with me like once you get to actually know me yeah I'm, I'm a i'm a lovable dude like i'm i'm all about peace love and harmony like yeah so and he's a he's a teddy bear i mean he'll bark and he's got a bark yeah but what's his name again I don't tell people his name. Okay. Because my house got broken into it before I had him. So I don't want somebody breaking into my house and be like, oh, I know your dog. You know what I mean? Like, and call my dog his name. Yeah, they'll be like, Memphis, come yeah, here, yeah, Memphis. Right, right. My dog's name is Memphis. Okay. But he lives with my parents. Okay. So, yeah, it's not good. He time. emancipated because he liked my mom better. Oh. And now he's so fat. Because she's like, I have to feed him Memphis his rice, and then I give him massages, and then uh, Memphis go, and she just loves them so much. But uh, I will say all my animals, I have two cats, and I had a Rottweiler prior to the, the one I have now. All my animals have been named after Bob Dylan lyrics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. See, that's, I think that's why I am, I'm so glad you were able to come here, because I know there's, and... From your Facebook post, I want to. I'm going to touch upon that in a second, actually. But you know, I know there's more than on the surface, and I'm like, what? You know, that is interesting. So I like that. So your Facebook post. Which one? <laughs> you're really funny online. Online. Not in person. Yeah, Just not, kidding. Not very much. Not so much right not, now. Not so much Podcasts. Right. Not now, no. but mm. when I leave here, you're going to be real funny. <laughs> no, um, over the past several months, uh, from what I've noticed, but. Well, you're funny, yes, but then you also seem to be like an advocate, or you're pretty woke. Like you seem to be an advocate for women, for the under, I'll say the underrepresented. Would you? And I'm trying to categorize you that way, but how would you describe that? That's right and wrong. Like that's really what it boils down to, right and wrong. Like I try to put myself. I, I, first of all, I was raised by a young single mother. I have a, a sister, so as far as women and women's rights and all that stuff like I always try to I mean I I, I, I not speak for them but I, I try to give a male's voice to some of their you know what I mean like an ally just try, right just try to like because it there's a lot of dudes that that are not necessarily against it but they don't speak out for it and I and I would like to be I just want I just think about my mom and my sister when I as far as that, as far as women's is con- women's women's is concerned, <laughs> women are concerned. But um, I mean, just even racial tensions and all that stuff. Like I, I try to put myself out of my own shoes and my own experience. I mean, I have my own experiences. I think everybody, obviously, everybody does. But I just try to peep because I not I know not everybody has you know they they don't have people speaking for them, and sometimes. It, it takes more than one voice. Like if it's one person and then one other person and another person, it gives people strength to speak for what's right. It's it's all about what's right, really. I believe in. I'm not far. I'm far from perfect, but I believe in doing what's right even when no one's looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Fred. Like, that's so powerful. That's just the way I view it. I hope you get everything that you want. Uh, I'm trying. So speaking, I just of- want what's I, what what I deserve. That's all. Yeah. I don't need more. I don't need more than that. Well, I think that I hope that you get everything. Um, so, with that being said, what what do you want? Like, what are your goals? Let's say the next one year, three years, or five years. Um, because I'll, I'll, I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> hold on, hold on, that. Wait, this is a layered no, question. No, because I like to think of this podcast kind of like a vision board. Like, just put it out there, um, and then it comes to you. I, I really, honestly, at the end of the day, 
I just really want to make people laugh. That's really all, that's all my soul really desires. I mean, I hope that in doing that, it allows me to pay my bills and, and to, to, I don't need to be Kevin Hart. I don't need to be, make millions of dollars a year. I don't, but I want to be able to pay my bills and do what I love to do and make people laugh. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, I don't think that's too much to ask. That's not, not. And because, like I said, there's people, and people may never, ever hear me. And they, if one day I'm making enough money to sustain my life, and I'm doing what I love to do, making people laugh, then that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I could be underground. Maybe Erica Budu tweets and, right, you. <laughs> maybe she ats me. Maybe she DMs me, and we, like, live happily ever after. <laughs> Crossed. You don't put it out there. You yeah, never know. I do. It could happen. I do. All the time. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You, you don't follow my Instagram. <laughs> oh, I don't. No. I it's hard to do both. But I've seen you have done some photoshopping. <laughs> why are you why are you dry rubbing? <laughs> you dry snitching right now. <laughs> Speaking of dry rub, um, let's close this out on a little game that I have called um, dry rub, fry, or oh, smoke. Oh, that was a real. Huh? That was a real thing. Well, it is. Oh, Wait, okay. did I tell you about this? No. That's why you just transitioned beautifully from You did, yeah. So it's basically marry, fuck, or kill. Okay. Right? So it's going to be... Um, wait, on. wait, wait. Your name is Mary, though. <laughs> I always, Mary, fuck, or kill. <laughs> um, Tell me what you like <laughs> about me. <laughs> Would you fuck or kill? <laughs> Somebody goes, can I fuck you and kill you? <laughs> Afterwards or before. Like, that's weird. <laughs> Uh, okay, so dry rub is Mary okay. because you know I've heard that's what marriage is like. Um, yes, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I've never been married, so I don't know. But me neither. Fry would be fuck because like fried foods are so good. It's like the yeah. It's like fuck. Why is it so good? <laughs> yeah, and then smoke would be kill. So it's kind of a wing version. Okay. Have you noticed we barely talked about wings? Yeah. Wings with friends is really about people. Right. It, it really it's mostly friends. Yeah. But frenzy and wings. Yeah, you got wings, right? Right. right. That was good. Okay, so I'm going to give you three names. And shoot, I had I shouldn't I, I thought about this. Dry rub. What's the other one? Dry rub. Dry rub, fry or smoke. Okay. Okay. Um so I'm going to give you three names of Okay. I should have thought about this ahead of time. Oh. Oh, here we go. Okay. Erica Badu. Kim Kardashian and Nia Long. Okay, can you repeat what the dry rub and the smoke and the dry rub is Mary. Okay, Erica. And then Fry would be fuck. Nia Long. Okay. Um, and then smoke would be kill. Oh uh, yeah, Kim. Oh, I made that too easy yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was a gimme. Let's try again. Let's do another one. <laughs> well, the trick is to give you like an impossible choice. Oh okay. So yeah. like if I was like yeah, Kim wasn't. What if, okay? How about this? What if I gave you Nia Long? Oh oh, you know who I love? Um, the woman from um, This Is Us, Randall's wife. Like I think she's gorgeous. Oh, I don't know her name. You know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about, but um, I don't know her name. Um, okay, I'll just say uh, Erica Bundy. Let me not even put Erica Bundy. Yeah, Erica shouldn't be in that because she's <laughs> always going to be the driver. Okay, Nia Long, Angela Bassett, or Michelle Obama. 
Impossible choice. Um, I'm going to marry Michelle. I'm going to um, have relations with Nia. And sorry, Angela, you're just <laughs> you're you're beautiful, but yeah, um, your you time has come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, I haven't played that in a long time, so that was fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, Fred, it's been so great having you here. Thank I you love the me. depth and like the detail. Thank you so much. I hope that you get. All the opportunities, and I hope hope I see you at some more shows. And you definitely will. Yeah, um, it's funny how you just sometimes you put things out there, and then right. things come back to you. Right, it's all in the universe. It is, and with that, we'll let you go. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, bye.